everyone, welcome back to what is a podcast. And um, there's a lot of negativity this week. I felt like, and truthfully, I um, I wanted to record this earlier, but I wanted to um, gather my thoughts and pronounce them or speak them in a way that I felt was uh, appropriate. Um, first off just want to acknowledge uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and forgive me if I get this phrase wrong, uh, may her memory be a blessing, is what I want to say there. I was told, and what I saw on the internet, is that rest in peace for like a Jewish person is disrespectful. It's not appropriate, and a lot of Jewish people don't like that. And it was interesting to to hear that because I never thought of rest in peace as something that was explicitly Christian. I just always thought that rest in peace was something that you just said to be nice, right? And to, to acknowledge someone who has passed away. But people have expressed, um, Jewish people have expressed that, you know, that's not really um, the case. And I will no longer do that for um, Jewish people, I will say. May their memory be a blessing. I'm pretty sure that is the phrasing that um, I was told is more appropriate to use. So that is what I'm going to use, you know? And I think that in all of like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg memories and all that, and if there's one thing to take away from that, is to try to be a good person, right? Even if you don't understand, even if it's something that's new or something that, you know, doesn't seemingly make a difference to you, you know, sometimes it does, right? And it doesn't cost anything to try and be a nice person and try to, you know, make people feel comfortable while, you know, we're around them and while we're interacting with them, right? And more, moreover, right, to what's been happening, right? And it is Breonna Taylor and the police officers who were not charged in the murder of Breonna Taylor, which is, you know, it's highly upsetting, right? It's highly upsetting for a lot of reasons. There's protests going on as we speak in Louisville and in other places around the the country, right? And I think what's upsetting about Breonna Taylor in this ruling, like this non-conviction, I think they they convicted or they charged people for the bullets that did not like the property damage, like hitting walls and stuff. Right. That's where the um, where the charges came in, not for the actual human person that lost their life. No, 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 no. Like it was for the property, which for black people and having that, like, think about this, like the property being more valuable than a person and you are a black person like that is infuriating. That's like we we tried so hard to not like be compared to property in that way. And this bullshit still happens. Right. But other than that, it's like. Breonna Taylor had become like a meme. And I expressed this thought um, with Breonna Taylor and with other um, things as well, like Flint, Michigan in the clean water, right? That became 
almost a meme and I don't think that people do it on purpose and I don't like to to shame people for how they post and how they um, process things. But Breonna Taylor, I think, absolutely became a meme because it of how her image and how her name was spread through the internet, it became a point where it was like a response, like a meme-like response. People responded to things with Breonna Taylor's information the same way that they would do a meme, right? And again, if you're processing, if you're trying to spread awareness, if you're trying to understand what's going on, right? I'm not going to get mad at you for that. I'm not going to get mad at you for posting on the internet, right? That's not really where my my concerns lie. But I do think that overall like the sort of like memification of like arrest the cops that kill Breonna Taylor right which is on its face like an admirable thing to say right it's something that is like more of a moral or righteous thing to say right but it got to the point where it was like sort of like saturated in the internet culture and it became a meme and why it makes me upset is because i felt like or i still feel like it's not past tense it's present tense and it's progressive like i feel like she deserves more than that like there should have been well one it should not have happened right we shouldn't have had this situation happen in the first place, right? But then, like, the fact that there was, like, not immediate justice, like, there was no justice being served, and now that it's, like, six months later or more, like, hundreds of days later, I think we're pushing on, like, 200 days, right? No justice, right? No anything, and it's, like, such a smack in the face for one like Breonna Taylor the family the people that care the people that spread the message right and then the people that sort of use this as sort of like um for points if that makes sense right like some people were were saying or at least how it came off to me was like they were saying it right to be a part of something that was almost like a meme like being part of a meme thing right and some people were using it for money right some people were selling shirts with the the name on it or selling art with the name on it which on its face like if you want something that's like going to like spread awareness in like an artistic way i have no problem with like artwork but i just felt like it got to the point where Breonna Taylor was being used as this sort of like capitalistic device and it made me feel very strange. And I felt like the way that people were, were using it, right, sort of like shoehorning it in. And we, we didn't need to shoehorn Breonna Taylor in. We could have just said it like straight and direct. We didn't have to be like cheeky and funny with it because it's not funny. Right. This isn't something that was a joke, but I feel like a lot of times it was like, especially like a few months ago, like people would like start talking about one thing and then do like a, a misdirect and then go back to Breonna Taylor. When I feel like you could have acknowledged Breonna Taylor regularly, right? And 
you know, address people, like, directly instead of, like, doing this sort of jokey, okey-doke thing, right? And I feel like that could have been just as effective. And I just, I didn't like the way it was going. I didn't like the, the memification of a tragedy. And I do think that tragedies can be made memes. And it, it, it's not the first time it's happened, and it probably won't be the last time it's happened, right? But that is what happened and it's not something that i um that i want to subscribe to right and and there's protests happening right now and protests are going to happen right like what do you expect especially in louisville where this was like the um where the incident occurred but like outside in other cities like showing support solidarity showing that this is not stuff that people are going to stand for like this isn't something that is going to fly it's terrible it's uh, unforgivable like it's irresponsible I don't know how many words you want me to use here but that's that's what it is and like the attorney general from from Kentucky his name is Daniel Cameron who from my point of view was sitting on his hands and not doing anything and hoping it would blow over and it didn't blow over, right? And then he was forced to do something, and then he did nothing, right? He did something by by doing nothing, and that's also infuriating. And this guy, Daniel Cameron, seems to be, like, under Donald Trump's wing, and maybe there were, there's some pressure there. But I remember seeing something or hearing something like, oh, these people who are protesting do not have all the facts, right? But, bro what what is the facts right if we don't have all the facts tell tell us the facts right because it seems like there was a murder one of the um worst crimes that you can do right is is murder right that's one of the worst crimes that can happen right and it seems like it was pretty clear that that happened and then there was no consequences for that and i know we are in the midst of this whole like defund the police movement reform or abolish there are different levels to it it's reform defund abolish you're if you're on this side of things then you're probably one of those three reform defund or abolish and there's infighting within those three labels but i think you know what i mean right but I know we're in that sort of space, so it's kind of like a contradiction to say like reform slash defund slash abolish this system and then turn it on its head and say use the system for the people within the system that broke the rules of the system. I don't even know if what I said just now will make sense to you. It makes sense to me, but I'm not sure even if that makes sense to you, which is probably why people are saying it and some people are confused but i understand that there's like a contradiction in that and reform slash abolish the police and also arrest these guys right that those two things in i think a lot of contexts will be diametrically opposed to each other but here it's like what else is there right if if the police is not abolished yet then what else is there what sort of justice can we get what sort of justice do we know that doesn't evolve like locking them away and i think it's hard to 
imagine that for a lot of people, right? Regardless if you think like abolish the police or not, I think within the current system, right, with the police not abolished, it's hard to imagine an adequate punishment outside of that, right? So the fact that with the punishments that we know and the punishments that we can work with now, that it doesn't seem like any of them are going to be applied. It's, it's awful, right? It's like, yeah, burn the shit down. Like, what, what more do you want from us? Like, the worst crime basically got committed, right, by a guy or by men, right, who are supposed to uphold the law and not commit the worst crimes according to like what you want us to believe about police right that's what the job description is or so they say right but then when they don't uphold their end of the bargain right it it seems like the consequences are like nil nil like i don't know what's going on here right what what are what are people supposed to do right you're frustrating them and driving them up the wall to a point where people aren't just going to to accept that and it's like okay like let let me show you how i feel right and i'm not going to say that the pro- protesting is bad or anything like that cuz what what is going to happen right what what is going to happen if people don't demonstrate i can't give you a better answer i can't say that if i was to say that riots or protesting or like marching out in the street is not the answer i would be responsible it would be responsible of me to give you a better answer a better alternative right and there are alternatives to rioting and protesting right there there are alternatives to that but are they better right is it a better alternative and at this point, I think you cannot definitively say what's better, right? Or if something's going to be more effective or not. Because the fact is, like, is we're, we're dealing with racism. And racism, you cannot respect your way out of racism. That's not how it works. Like, you could be the most respectable black person, right? But if a person that you're interacting with does not like black people, right? If you don't like regular black people, what makes you think that that person is going to like a black person in a suit? Or what makes you think that that person is going to like a black CEO? That's not what happens here, right? So there's different methods of, you know, demonstration, different methods of activism, right? But I cannot give you like what's better. So I'm not going to shit on protesters or say that protesting is wrong because protesting has yielded results in recent memory. They've yielded results in the past. So go on, protest, all that stuff. I'm I'm here for it. You don't want me in a protest. Like I'm saying this and I'm saying that I am not a protester, right? You You don't want me there in that capacity, right? I would not fare well i would not do well there i'm a little bit too much of a of a nervous person for that but i'm not going to tell you don't protest right i can do things in a in a different way or i can help donate I can help financially but actual actual protesting is not entirely where i would um be successful and where i would thrive i think i would be more more of a liability in that case but protesting right 
I don't see how you can hate on someone for for a protest when it's like you feel like you're not being heard, right? If you're not being heard, like if the petition is not working, if the the calls and the social media, you know, memes aren't working, right? Then what else can I do, right? That what seriously, like what else can you do? Like please give me like a good answer. Right. Because as far as I'm saying, if you're on the side of rioting doesn't work, it doesn't it doesn't help if you don't have a better solution, if you don't have an alternative. Right. Something that actually has like actionable plans that we can realize and actually input. Right. If you don't if you don't have that, then then I don't know what what your deal is here. Right. But in all in all, like in all of this, it's just like. Brianna Taylor is at the the core of this, right? And I feel like there there's respect there. I'm not saying that everyone disrespected Brianna Taylor, but the system, the United States as an entity disrespected Brianna Taylor. I think a lot of people using the name for profit or for like social points, right? Disrespected Brianna Taylor and she just she deserves more. She deserves one first and foremost to like still be alive but after after that right she deserves so much more like posthumous respect and i don't think that she got it in the way that was um adequate from a lot of people which is sad and it's disheartening but i know we can we can do better i think we can we can learn from that and continue to respect Breonna Taylor in a way that I is appropriate for people. And I, I guess my my opinion on what's appropriate and what's not isn't the end all be all for for everyone. It's sort of just how I see it. But I feel like we can we can learn and respect in a in a better way. Now there's other things to to talk about here, but um and other things that are going on in the world. And I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about this in a way that I felt was um, correct and adequate, right? Like I didn't want to do this for retweets. I didn't want to do this for Instagram likes. It just doesn't feel right to me. So I want to talk about this in a, in a way that I feel like can help in a, a way that I feel like can be, you know, useful right in the, in that way and i think that the the podcast is is where i think i can be useful in in matters like this um and other things in the in the in the world right and it's a lot of negative negativity right um and this is a topic that i um i was going to start with Right. This is a topic that I came fully prepared yesterday when I was going to record. I was going to record about this topic. This is what I was going to um, start with. Right. Um, and that is Jason Whitlock. And if you don't know who Jason Whitlock is, he is a sports writer, sports personality. And he um, has worked from or he's worked for a number of organizations like ESPN, Fox, and he's currently at outkick.com, which if ESPN is Coke and if Fox Sports is Pepsi, 
Outkick.com is not even RC Cola, right? Outkick.com is like a local soda that, you know, is only sold in like a couple areas in the state, right? It's not is not that big of a deal, right? But if Jason Worklock is working for this not that big of a deal company, why am I talking about him? It's because Jason Whitlock is someone who I now wholeheartedly believe. I didn't think this at first, but now I wholeheartedly believe that Jason Whitlock is an incel, an involuntary celibate person, right? Because earlier this week, um, a few days ago, Jason Whitlock took shots at Maria Taylor, who is also a sports analyst for ESPN, right? Took shots at Maria Taylor, who does, by all accounts, like, good work, right? And then, directly after that, he took shots at Katie Nolan, also a sports analyst personality for ESPN. Now, you'll notice the commonality between Maria Taylor and Katie Nolan, ESPN, number one, Number two, women. And Jason Whitlock has sort of a peppery history of taking shots at women for seemingly no reason and for seemingly like sexist motives, right? And he says a lot about how these people are getting by on their looks and they're just like pretty faces and they don't know anything and they're not skilled. And to me, like Jason Whitlock, who... People don't like for a lot of reasons, like some people think that he is, you know, sort of a sellout. Some people don't like his sports takes and he's been pushed to the outskirts of outkick.com. So I think he's been unpopular enough and he's been like fired and suspended a couple of times from like organizations and outlets. But I think enough people don't like him that these companies have deemed it unworthy of keeping him around like it's not like he's unpopular but he's popular enough that the network wants him like he's popular enough that he's still valuable to the company that's not jason whitlock right it's the person that is that is someone like stephen a smith or to an extent skip bayless although Skip Bayless got himself in some water, some real deep and hot water. But Stephen A. Smith, like, a lot of people don't agree with Stephen A. Smith. And when it comes to, like, social issues, when Stephen A. talks about that, people often don't agree with him, right? But he's polarizing but also popular enough that keeping him on board is worth it for ESPN, right? But Jason Whitlock seems to not um not be that right he's not popular enough and he's not well liked enough to be worthy of keeping at a lot of these like major outlets here right and then jason whitlock like going like pulling a sexist card like out of nowhere like this was like literally out of nowhere right he was talking about maria taylor and then katie nolan and it was like well, why why are you taking shots at these people? Like, why are you getting on Twitter and talking shit about people like in your industry? Like, you might see these people at an industry 
um event like why do you have like random beef with women who are just like trying to do their job they just happen to be women and they happen to have people who think that they are attractive like a big thing that jason whitlock was saying was like these people would not have gotten jobs if they were not attractive right and he seems to be real mad about that and jason whitlock is not the only person who gets mad about those types of things right jason whitlock is not the only like sexist person out there or the person who thinks like oh you got a job because you're hot and you must not be talented and i'm gonna hate you for that even though also on the other side of the spectrum i like hot women and i claim that i want to be with hot women and i like watching hot women but you're a hot woman and I deem you unacceptable. Like that's a lot of what what I get at least from from those those types of people, right? But when has being hot been a crime, right? Like I don't see like a lot of it like stems from being hot, and it's like, well, well, come come on now, like, uh, if if someone finds me attractive, what am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna ugly myself up? No. Right. Am I going to you know punch myself in the face and give me a black eye? No. If someone finds me attractive, then good for them. Right. They get to look at me and that's good for them. They get to enjoy the the view of me. Right. And these people on TV, keep in mind that like attractive people be on TV like regardless of gender. Right. Attractive people make their way to television and like practically every television aspect right whether it's sports whether it's news whether it's comedy right attractive people rise to the top fairly often right it's not like this is isolated to sports or anything like that and i don't know what makes you think like even if like let's say you're right in that you got the job because you're hot. Say whatever industry you're in, you got the job because of your looks. Why does that automatically mean that you don't work hard? Right? What why does that automatically mean that just because you got it on your looks doesn't mean that you don't have to maintain your space. So it doesn't mean you have to earn your keep, right? And I found that like with people that are like attractive on tv or like when women are working in sports right when like they're rarely ever like egregiously bad takes right like i feel like when most people are on sports television right they're not really going to like shake the boat and like truly absolutely be awful right there's very few sportscasters that actually do not understand the game right men or women alike but i've i cannot think of a time that i've seen a woman on sports television right a woman on sports television i've never seen a woman on sports television misunderstand something or i've never seen like a woman in sports that doesn't know the sport or doesn't know what she's talking about i literally cannot think of anything whether it's baseball basketball football um hockey i've never seen anyone there that didn't know what they were talking about are they like 
Do they have some bad takes? Like, sure, everyone has a bad take every once in a while. But nothing where it's like, did you even watch the game? Or do you even understand the game? I've never seen that. But then guys like Whitlock come in and sort of like be all blowhard about it and say, oh, you just got this because you're hot. You don't work hard. You don't have the work ethic. You can't sustain any success. The only success that you're sustaining is because you're hot. And again, if you if you got the job because you're hot, great. But there has to be work put into it, right? You can't just be a fucking puppet doll out there and not do anything. Work comes in. You have to speak on TV. You have to perform on TV. Like, even if someone writes everything for you, right? Even if you have, like, 10 of the best ghostwriters and, like, 13 teleprompters, right? You still have to deliver that. You still have to put it and package it in a way that people want to watch and that people will enjoy, right? And I just think that argument is, like, so like shallow in a way and it just like drips of of sexism and there was an other articles of like jason whitlock's done this before jason whitlock is a fucking loser right all that stuff has been um out there on the internet but going back to my point jason whitlock is an incel because this is incel behavior regardless of the fact that if you know who jason whitlock is he dresses like someone who you would think is an incel, right? But it seems to me, right, that this is incel behavior, right? That you are mad in some way because, like, uh, an attractive person, someone who you deem attractive, admittedly, like, you admittedly say that these people are attractive and they are women, right? And then you're you're mad that they're at a at a success rate, and you're mad that they're doing things that maybe you think that they didn't deserve or anything like that. And it's very big incel energy that comes from Jason Whitlock. And I truly, truly am thinking Jason Whitlock is an incel, right? And with incel behavior and incel tendencies, right? And then furthermore with Jason Whitlock and This is a former ESPN guy that no longer works for ESPN, right? And there's this weird thing with, like, sports people that don't primarily consume ESPN or, like, sports people that don't only consume ESPN is that they like to pretend that ESPN does bad stuff, like that ESPN makes bad content, right? Which, to me, is a lot of of a mental issue than anyone else, right? Because... Saying ESPN does like only bad content or acting like ESPN doesn't do good content, right? Is completely ignoring like how ESPN paved the way for so many shows and how they're they did Sports Center and like their commentary shows and their debate shows, right? And all the iconic moments that happen like in or around ESPN. It's just dumb, right? Now is ESPN the best company in the world? No, right? You're it's not something that like everything ESPN does is gold or everybody who works for ESPN is perfect, right? ESPN canceled my favorite show on that network. They canceled High Noon. I'm still bummed about it, right? But pretending like they don't do good work, pretending like there isn't good stuff 
that comes from like the Lebertard show, highly questionable, or pretending that Stephen A. Smith's debates aren't entertaining, right? Maybe it's not entertaining for everyone, but pretending it's bad is just silly, right? And Whitlock did that in his article and like taking shots at people like Bomani Jones and the like who work for ESPN. I'm like, come come on, right? You're just taking shots at this big company because you don't work for this big company, right? And Jason Whitlock is also like kind of a Republican and like the whole thing about like Jason about ESPN being like a like a democratic like liberal like bubble like liberal echo chamber blah 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 which I think is also overblown I think that ESPN does a lot of sticking to sports for something that could be considered like a liberal network or like a liberal bubble right they do a lot of sticking to sports they don't stick to sports right when the politics enters the sports right but if this didn't enter the sports the higher-ups at ESPN would probably do best to not do any political coverage they probably would not like political coverage on their network in a large capacity right but when the politics enters the sports then they talk about it right and politics has entered sports for a long time and politics is in sports even when we're not talking about it right but it has to be like overtly evolved in the sport and then they talk about it right which they do a lot of sticking to sports even if you don't think so they do a lot of sticking to sports and i don't understand this whole like liberal espm bubble right one they also hired will kane even though you can consider that like a diversity hire he works at fox news or, or whatever but having that and then also having them not like not be that sort of like liberal like really off the wall thing that you really might think they are like they don't say anything like crazy liberal i don't think right they talk about sports they give their opinions they interject the social and cultural issues when they need to right but they're not like crazy liberal or anything and they make good shows like despite that right if i'm more liberal than the executives at espn like that's the biggest no shit of my life i feel like i'm more liberal than probably 90 percent of ceos and cfos right i think that's probably a fair assessment for someone like me to make, right? And then I still think that, look, they, the ESPN content is good. And like some of the stuff on The Ringer, some of the stuff on Fox Sports is good, right? Even Barstool, the assholes that they are, they run into some good content every now and then, right? So I just, I just don't understand this like sort of like almost one-sided beef because ESPN, right, doesn't beef with these other places like like these other places are beefing with espn like the ringer and barstool and all them they beef with espn but espn doesn't really beef back at least not publicly and i think that's what happens when if espn is coke right and there's like the fox sports that's pepsi right then the ringer which is like this new up-and-coming soda like this new up-and-coming cola right and then barstool which is like fucking root beer right but 
Coke still reigns supreme. And when, when you're Coke, people are going to try and take you down, right? Pepsi is going to try and take you down and overtake your market value. But at the end of the day, Coke is still Coke. The Coke is still supreme. And ESPN is the Coca-Cola, right? It just is what it is. Might might change in the future, but that is what it is. And what are you going to do about it? They're, they're the Coca-Cola. They put out their content. People are going to like it. And then some people are just going to pretend it sucks when it doesn't, right? You, you're going to pretend that just because it's the most popular product doesn't mean that it sucks, right? All it just means is that people are consuming it more, all right? And is that maybe like a little bit you know, unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. And maybe we can make a better, more, more equal system in sports media, probably, right? But that's, that's how it is right now, right? And pretending that ESPN makes bad stuff is just, it's just dumb to me. It just, it just really is. It's dumb. Um, but anyway, my last thing I wanted to talk about today, and it's something that I didn't expect I would ever talk about on this podcast and that is Tayo Cruz. Now, if you're unaware of Tayo Cruz, Tayo Cruz had a song um about I would say like 6 7 8 years ago. It was called Dynamite and it was really popular. It was a big radio song and it was by Tayo Cruz. Um this sort of like British um rapper, singer, songwriter you know, pop artist who did the song called Dynamite, went huge internationally. We were all singing it. And recently, our friend Tayo Cruz joined TikTok, right? He joined TikTok, the video sharing app to, I'm assume, share videos, right? So he does that. And apparently, and I wasn't aware of this. I've never seen a Tayo Cruz TikTok. I wasn't even aware he was on TikTok until after this incident. But apparently... You Generation Z people, and I am not Generation Z. I am solidly millennial. I was born in 1994. I am not a fucking Gen Z. Not, And I don't typically go too hard on Gen Z. Like, I don't hate Gen Z. I don't think Gen Z is bad. But what Gen Z did here is bad, right? They bullied Tayo Cruz off of the program, off of the platform. They were cyberbullying him. They were making him upset. They were making him sad. Maybe even a little bit of messing with his mental health all through TikTok. He was only on TikTok for a few days, right? Before people harassed him so bad that this is the only result he had, right? The only way to deal with the the cyber harassment is to delete the cyber, right? You gotta, you gotta delete the, the access that they have. That's the only way, right? So thinking about that and thinking about Gen Z, right? And again, I don't typically go too hard on the newer generation, right? I think that a lot of them are fun and they're creating new content and they have their, you know, new sense of humor and they're innovating the culture and impacting the culture in ways that are pretty impressive and I think pretty valuable in a lot of Gen Z creations or like a lot of the thought that generates from Gen Z is pretty, pretty fun, interesting and funny. But 
when you're going to disrespect someone who did nothing to you. Like, if anything, we should be treating Tayo Cruz as a legend from that song Dynamite, right? That song Dynamite was so strong and powerful and such a fucking commercial party song, right? He's probably still caking off of that Dynamite song. He probably doesn't even have to record any new music. He can just cake off of Dynamite for the rest of his life, probably, right? But we should be, like, thanking him for the song that he made for us, right? He should be thanking him for, like, having a good time, like, helping us have a good time. There are so many good times where Dynamite by Tayo Cruz is playing in the background, right? So why are you bullying him? And if you're a Gen Z and you're not familiar with Tayo Cruz, right? Then if you're not familiar with him, why are you bullying him? What did he do to you, right? If he didn't do anything to you, why are you bullying him? That makes no sense, right? And a lot of times Gen Z, right? Gen Z will talk about themselves, right? And they'll talk about how they're less likely or they're more tolerant, right? They're more accepting, right? And they'll say, like, we don't use words that other people use that were offensive. Like, we try not to use those offensive words, right? And I realize that a generation is varied and diverse and there's millions of people in it, right? But you can't be the generation of acceptance, right? And then immediately go and attack a 35-year-old man, right? Just for being fucking 35, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? I hear all the time, Gen Z is the tolerant generation, the more accepting generation, the progressive generation. And I can't think of anything less progressive than ganging up on the singer who made a fucking banger of a song and bullying him. That makes no sense to me at all. Why did you bully Tayo Cruz and troll Tayo Cruz, right? That's unacceptable. It's unforgivable. Or unforgivable is a little strong. But you all need to apologize, right? I think this is one of those cases where... You apologize on behalf of your generation, right? Sometimes millennials have had to do it. And I, as a millennial, right? Sometimes I'm like, yo, like the millennials over there, they they were messing up. They were tripping, right? I'll take credit for those millennials over there. They they were messed up that day, right? And Gen Z, you have to, you have to apologize, right? Gen Z has to apologize. You have to be like, yo, that was not cool, right? I don't condone this. You have to sort of denounce that behavior because it's despicable behavior, right? Why are you harassing a person that just wants to have fun on TikTok? Why are you harassing a person that just is making videos the same way you are, right? And it's not like it was like criticizing the videos. Who's going to seriously criticize Tayo Cruz videos, right? He's a singer. He's not a fucking video editor, at least not to my knowledge, right? Who's seriously going to be like, yo, Tayo Cruz, right? This video sucks. No, right? It's Tayo Cruz. Let him have fun. There are so many celebrities on TikTok that just mess around and have fun and we don't bully them. Why are you bullying Tayo Cruz, right? Why? Stop bullying Tayo Cruz. Let him give us dynamite. If he wants to give us more music, let him do it, right? Let's listen to it. Let's respect him. Let's thank him for dynamite. If he ever gets another dynamite, we will thank him for that song too. Stop 
bullying people for no reason just because it's a celebrity and it's a verified account or whatever doesn't mean that that's okay doesn't mean that you need to have like a fucking coordinated bullying attack on him that makes no sense to me i know i've said that so many times but it makes no sense to me and i think that you gen z like you need to apologize right you need to apologize to tayo cruz like i think he deserves a group apology i really i really think he do right i i I think that's what he needs. It's what he deserves. He needs a little bit more of an outpouring of love for Tyo Cruz. Um, I think that's where I want to sort of knock it off there. I want, I want to, and there, there's a lot of negativity this week. There was a lot of, you know, bad news this week. Um, and, you know, it sucks. But bad, bad news is something that is going to happen. Like injustice is going to happen, right? And how we respond, how we react, and how we understand the situation, I think, is important. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it sucks, but the, this whole year sucks. And we have to sort of recognize that we can't just dismiss 2020 and the stuff that happens here as some type of fluke. We can't say, oh, this was a shitty year, whatever. Like, we have to sort of understand what's going on here, right? And I think I will leave you at that um thank you for um watching and listening and paying attention uh also the youtube videos aren't uploading i upload this podcast to youtube but the past few weeks it hasn't been working and i don't know why um but other than that right thank you for listening paying attention right rocking along with me um please be safe and yeah appreciate you love you bye Thank you.